Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Super Sleuth Saturday Story Club. This week, it's Fun Fables, Part 1. The Children and the Frogs One summer's afternoon, a group of children were sitting by a pond in the park. They were feeling bored and a bit grumpy, and one of them decided that skimming stones across the pond might be a good way to pass the time. Unfortunately, the children weren't the only life forms by the pond. A group of frogs were happily sunning themselves on lily pads, occasionally splashing into the water to cool off and generally having a delightful time. One of the children's stones skimmed into a lily pad, pushing the sunbathing frog into the water. The children roared with laughter and thinking that this was much more fun than just skimming stones, they started playing Pelt the Frog. Not a very nice game if you are one of the frogs being targeted. After a few misses, one stone came flying through the air and hit poor Frank the Frog bang in the face. He cried out in alarm and a big bruise started to swell where the pebble had smacked him. His twin sister Fifi saw red. How dare you! She shrieked in the direction of the children and she shook her little fist in fury. But the children were too busy squealing with laughter and rolling on the grass in hysterics. Bullseye! <laughs> One of them gurgled through their giggles. <laughs> you mean frog's eye? <laughs> Corrected another and they burst into fits of laughter again. Fifi was fuming. Fifi the frog will get revenge, she vowed, and she signalled immediately to her friends. Croak for your lives, boys, she cried. The frog set up a raucous croaking and ribbiting which filled the air. As if in answer to the hubbub, two pigeons came swooping down toward Fifi. Pigeon pood reporting for duty, they announced, coming to a halt by the lily pads. Fifi's eyes gleamed with excitement. Right, boys, she cried. Ready for some action? Oh, yeah, replied Pigeon Pooge. What's the plan, Fifi? Fifi explained that she wanted to suspend herself between the two birds on a lily pad in a kind of hammock slung between the pigeons. From this position, she could gather an arsenal of pondweed chunks and they could fly her towards the other bank to get revenge on the unkind children who had hurt Frank. Frank was at this moment lying on another lily pad, having some cooling pondweed strapped to his inflamed cheek. Pigeon Pooge liked nothing better than getting their own back on those mean children. They had also been the victims of stone throwing in the past. The other frogs helped Fifi form her lily pad hammock, strapping it to the pigeons using long strings of pondweed and rolling balls of the slimy weed for Fifi to take with her as missiles. Vengeance! Fifi cried as she sped towards the children on her suspended lily pad, the two birds flying at top speed straight towards the children. Time for a taste of your own medicine! Zoom! Uh, is that a flying frog? asked one of the children incredulously, staring at the shape streaking towards them from across the pond. Don't be stupid, frogs can't splat! A clump of slimy pondweed had hit one of the children right on the head. Splat! 
and another. That crazy flying frog's attacking us, the children cried. Serves you right, cried Fifi, signalling to Pigeon Pooge to turn around for another attack. Don't do things to others if you wouldn't like them done to you. Zoom! And with that, the children turned and ran, pondweed pelting after them, as Fifi the Frog performed a final victory lap, Pigeon Pooge cooing in victory. And what's the moral of the story? Always treat others as you would like to be treated. The Ant and the Dove Meet Antonia the Ant. It was a very hot, sweltering summer's day and she had been working hard, carrying bits of leaf to make a new nest for her colony. She stopped for a drink of cool water from the river but was sipping so enthusiastically she fell right in. Ants aren't very strong swimmers so Antonia was splashing and thrashing and crying out for help. Fortunately, Dave the Dove happened to be flying past. "Uh Uh-oh, he cried. Looks like someone's in trouble. Dave the Dove to the rescue. Dave swooped down to the riverbank, picked up a leaf and dropped it next to Antonia so she could use it as a raft to float on. Antonia scrambled aboard and gave Dave a salute. Thank you, Dave, she cried. I hope that one day I can help you in return. With a wave of his wing, Dave fluttered away, wondering how something as small as Antonia the ant would ever be able to help him. However... Danger was near. On the shoreline where Antonia moored her leaf raft, she saw a hunter setting up his bow and arrow. He had seen Dave the Dove and was preparing one of his lethal arrows ready to shoot him down. Oh no, thought Antonia, I must help. She tried shouting a warning and waving her antennae, but of course she was far too little and Dave didn't see or hear her. Antonia was distraught. I'm so small, she cried. How can I make a difference? But she was determined to try and save her friend, so she thought hard. Aha, she said suddenly. That might just work. I'll give it a whirl. She scurried across the grass towards the hunter, who had loaded up his bow and was poised to release the arrow into the air, straight at poor Dave. Antonia reached him and ran up his trouser leg, giving him an enormous bite. Chomp! went Antonia's jaws. Ouch! shrieked the hunter, and he jumped so that his arrow shot high up above Dave, missing him completely and giving him time to escape. For you, thought Dave, as he felt the ripple of the arrow whip past him. That was a close one. I must have a guardian angel. And he fluttered away. Antonia grinned as she scuttled away from the angry hunter. It was fun being a guardian ant she thought. And what's the moral of the story? Antonia had been worried that she was too small to help, but it turns out that no one is too little to be helpful. The Dog and His Reflection One day, Dotty the Dalmatian was exploring, as he always did. He was sniff-sniffing his way around the market stalls in the square when he detected a tantalising scent. A juicy bone! He licked his lips with delight and thrust his nose forward, following the trail all the way to the butcher's stand. There, he found a meaty bone, all alone, just waiting to be enjoyed. Dotty chomped down with his sharp teeth and grabbed it, turning tail and sprinting away back down the street before the butcher noticed. 
The next thing I need to do, thought Dotty as he trotted away, is find a nice quiet place to enjoy my bone in peace. I know, I'll head into the forest. Now, in order to get into the forest, Dotty needed to cross the river using the bridge. As he pattered over the wooden beams, he happened to glance over the side of the bridge. Hang on, Dotty cried, coming to a halt. He slowly looked over the side of the bridge once more, and there it was again. Another dog and another juicy bone. Hello, Dotty said, and the other dog seemed to be saying hello right back. That bone looks even meatier than mine, thought Dotty, gazing at the other dog's bone below. And if I can get it, that means I'll have two juicy bones to enjoy. Hmm. Without a second's thought, Dotty jumped off the bridge. Splash! He landed in the water and stared around in astonishment. Dotty couldn't see the other dog or the other bone. Where were they? And worse still, he no longer had his original bone. It had fallen into the river as he jumped and had been swept downstream. Poor Dotty. Because he had been greedy and tried to take too much, he ended up with nothing. And what's the moral of the story? Be careful not to be too greedy. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Saturday for The Three Little Pigs. See you next time. (laughs) 